and welcome back to another episode of Grid and Grace Leadership Talks with myself, Kate Taylor. I'm so excited to share with you an amazing lady that I'm going to be interviewing today. Her name is Ashton Hayes and she is an accredited mental health social worker. She also runs her own private practice and is also um, doing a lot of supervision work as well with people who also want to become accredited mental health social workers. So welcome, Ashton. Kate, thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Oh, it's so nice to um, connect with you because obviously we've known each other, we're just saying um, for eight years now, uh, we have yes. been in each other's network. <laughs> so yeah, and you were saying I was pregnant with my daughter and now she's almost eight. So there we go. It's been a while. <laughs> and I'm it's close. so nice. Yeah, because I used to recruit um, staff for you when you're at a not-for-profit. Mm-hmm. Um, and now look at how far you've come in that eight years and look at far, like what I've done at TaylorCare. So it's been so cool to like watch our journeys and see how we've all grown and evolved and all the things we're doing. So, yeah, it's so cool to see you and what you're doing at the moment at Willow Tree uh, Wellbeing Private Practice, isn't it? Is it your private practice? Yeah. That's and, right, yes. Yep. And so you're doing a lot of different things. And um, I thought it would be great. Um, a lot of the things we're doing today with our Grid and Grace Leadership Talks is around that Grid and Grace and leadership and life. And so um, I thought you would be a great example of that in the work that you do and how you've juggled it all. And um yeah, I would love to know a practical question around what do you do to set up your day for success um, and to kick the goals you want to achieve in life and business? So um, I think like a lot of uh, my colleagues and contemporaries, good coffee is a really big part of the start of my day. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have to I have good coffee. Uh, and I'm just going to reveal everything now and say that I do have a double shot first thing in the morning. Um, So that kind of gets me going. But one of the little rituals that I started for myself um, at the start of the year, and and I saw someone on socials doing this and I just thought it was such a great idea, is that I do 10 minutes of journaling and 10 minutes of reading in the morning. So I like that. Mm. Yeah, my morning reading is more about things about um, running my business or about training in mental health or supporting my staff and my team um, and, of course, the people who come to see me for help. Um, And so I find that if I do that reading in the morning, for whatever reason, I seem to retain it a little bit better. At night time, I'm more of a a fiction reader, so um, mornings I feel pretty fresh so yeah I just do that little bit of reflection and then that little bit of reading and of course the coffee and then I'm good to go for the day yeah good to go I love that such a good way to kind of ground yourself energize yourself and just get yourself like in the right zone for what you have to achieve that day so yeah I like that idea um and can you tell us obviously um you know you've gone through a lot in your career could you give us a bit of a rundown of your career path and kind of how did you get to what you're doing right now yeah, it has it has actually been a bit of an interesting journey when I sit down and think about it. I I guess when you and I met, I had just taken over um, a big team in Southwest Sydney, and yeah. I needed staff, and I got in touch with you, and the rest is kind of history from there. But I think after running that that program for a couple of years, I realised that at my senior management level, it was a little bit um, 
I was a little bit away from seeing clients face to face and I really wanted to get back into that face to face work. And yep. so that that's what started my mental health accreditation journey. But then I realized as a as a person who tends towards um, natural leadership, I yep wanted my own practice I working for working in a system and working for other people didn't quite sit with me I'm a social worker but I and as part of that I'm also a creative sort of person and I wanted to create a particular space for my clients and so um you know I had been applying for jobs here and there and not not getting them I was looking for something part-time so that I could do that and start a private practice. And I kept missing out on jobs. And that's not usual for me. Yeah. Um, usually I only go for jobs that I'm pretty sure I'm going You'll to get. get. And I took that. I was like, universe, what are you trying to tell me? <laughs> and I just jumped straight into private practice. And so I'm a trauma specialist and I just loved that I could um, see the clients that I wanted to see and support them with those interventions. But then I started to realise, and and as you would know, supervision has always been a part of my work in those senior yeah. roles, but then I started to think, hang on a second, I had a lot of trouble finding the right kind of support when I went for my mental health accreditation. And mm-hmm. so I started to specialise in that area with okay. social workers. I mean, I love social workers. I, I'd love to support them. And so yeah. I I kind of went from wanting to go into private practice to now having this place that's counselling and consulting and supervision and, and even um, we now have an EAP part to our, oh, wow. um, to our program. So, yeah, it's just it's been a, an interesting, windy journey, but I yeah. think everything that's happened happened so I would end up where I am right now oh I love that and it's such a cool um story to hear about how yeah like it hasn't always been easy and there's been highs and lows I imagine running a business just like I've been through um but yeah getting all the tools and skills and opportunities you've had come to you have opened up to do what you're doing now and sounds like you're really enjoying that and doing a variety of different things so can you tell us a little bit more about what you mentioned the trauma side and the EAP and a few other things. Can you tell us a little bit more about Willow Tree and what do you guys specialise in? Sure. So at Willow Tree Wellbeing, um, we have my consulting, which is called Ashton Hayes Consulting. That kind of sits under the Willow Tree Wellbeing banner. We also have the trauma clinic um, here in regional New South Wales. Um, So I used to be in Sydney, which is how I knew you, and now I've moved down to the country for a bit of a tree change. Um, And so we have the trauma counselling. We also um, work with children and young people. So I've got a, a wonderful person on site that helps with that. But I also have a team of supervisors who work with me and other agencies where we specialise in supporting frontline staff. So Everyone on my team has had experience um, working on the front line, whether it's domestic and family violence or child protection work, out-of-home care, that kind of thing. Uh, Everybody is supervised and trained by me. And we go out with that uh, first-hand knowledge, I guess, of of supporting other people, social workers predominantly, but anyone really who works on the front line. Wow. Yeah, that's such a a broad range of things that you have to do and cover through your business and 
So I've probably yeah. seen, have you found that it's grown and evolved organically through like different requests or different seeing a need? Like how have you yeah. decided which angle to go down? Well, I think initially it, it's funny when I look back about my original plans were around, you know, at that time I had young children and I wanted to be able to be a little bit flexible, you know, and I envisaged sitting in my clinic, which I had made up looking pretty and smelling pretty and and just being a really warm and welcoming trauma-informed space. Yeah. And I just thought that that's what I would do. But being somebody who likes to be creative, I started to notice areas that were, you know, that were open, I guess, gaps that needed to be filled. And, and that was my own experience. And so I didn't want other social workers to go through what I went through. And yeah. so I created... Uh, I started with a Facebook group and then I was doing the supervision and now I've written ebooks and I have online courses and yeah, it's just kind of grown that way. And so now we have essentially the, the counseling side where we still do a lot, well, all of that trauma informed support, but we also have the consulting and the EAP and the training and that's trauma informed as well. Yeah. So it all comes under that trauma-informed umbrella. Yeah, I know. That's amazing. It's like you've kind of brought together what you did in the not-for-profit world, working with kids in child protection out of home care who have come mm -hmm. from those trauma backgrounds, like you said, see the gap and see where the need is and be able to bring that into a really therapeutic service that you're offering now yeah. to the market. So, yeah, and it's brilliant now. I guess COVID's also opened it up so that you could be based anywhere so you can do like teams or online or services and sessions and things. So it gives you more options to be based where you want to be rather than having to be in Sydney. So um, that's yeah. also um, amazing that you've been able to adapt it to your lifestyle that you're looking for. So, yeah, that's amazing. And obviously um, with juggling, you know, work and life um, and business, even someone who specialises in trauma, um, I'm guessing there's going to be things you have to have in your life um, to help mm -hmm. you thrive in your mental health and well-being. Um, could you give us some tips on things that you do um, that help you in that space? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you're so right, even though you work in that area and you have, you know, you're aware of it and mindful around it, there are still times when you're both working in and on your business that overwhelm happens, crises happen, you know, yeah. um, people need your support and you pulled in a lot of directions. So I guess one of the things that I like to do is uh, sort of a nourishing movement. So okay. I'm the kind of person who is very comfortable on the couch, uh, yep. but if I spend too much time on the couch, it just does not serve me well at all. So um, about a year ago I got into um, Reformer Pilates, oh, which yeah. I just absolutely love and I love the story. I recently heard the story about the creator of Pilates and oh, yeah. I just really loved his philosophy behind it. So that actually was created, um, I, I believe, I, I hope I'm not misremembering this, but it was created in a concentration camp or a prison camp oh, to wow. help, yeah, the mental health and the movement. And oh. so... I really love that about reformer Pilates. Plus, you know, if I'm on a reformer, I'm lying down. So it's sort of like the couch, but also exercising. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you get the blend of the two, but still moving your body. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I like to do stuff like that. I like swimming and you know, as you know, I, when I moved, I, I built a house from scratch, which means uh, getting a garden from scratch. Kate, I can tell you, I never knew how much work that was going to be. <laughs> That's a workout in itself, isn't it, doing gardening? <laughs> it's so is. There's a lot of weeding in my weekends, but um, yeah, it's just a nice way to kind of get outside and ground and you know, potter around. And so those are the kinds of things that I do. I also like to kind of do a little bit of daily meditation, just a short one. I'm not one of those yeah. people who can meditate for yeah. hours on end, <laughs> about five, 10 minutes, and that's the top. But yeah. that's a really nice grounding to do, just to kind of center myself and be able to, I guess, separate a little bit from the busyness of the business, if that makes sense. Yes. I know. And that's the thing. It's like trying to find even micro moments where you can do some breathing or some exercise. Those like not, they reckon 90 seconds is even enough to kind of um, rewire the pathways in your brain. And um, mm -hmm. I heard recently at a talk. And so um, it's like, what can you do in those micro seconds or those micro minutes in your day where you could do something active or, you know, whether it's just do some breath work before a really big meeting or, you know, just do stand up and, um, you know, walk around for 90 seconds or do a wall sit like while you're on the phone or something, trying just yeah. different things to try and keep you moving um, but yeah. looking after yourself. And it means that it doesn't matter how busy you are. Like I have a friend at the moment, she's um, – got a lot of travel coming up with her business and work and she's like oh like I sent her this thing on self-care and she was like oh you're so right like I do need to look after myself better but she's like I don't know how I'm going to do it in the next month because I'm away literally three weeks out of four and so I said to her it just came to me and I said to her what if you just chose two things to do while you're away like that would either it like be two liters of water and a meditation every day or, you know, making sure I get 30-minute walking every day and eating a healthy, nutritious breakfast. Like, don't try and, like, you know, revamp your whole diet and lifestyle while you're traveling, right? But just pick two exactly. things you're going to do better and and add that into your week. Um, for me, it's been starting green juices first thing in the morning before the coffee. Um, so I've been trying <laughs> to get, because I just can't get enough greens into my diet. So I thought if I start my day with that, I literally just have one of those um neutral ninja blender things put yeah. it all in and blend it up and done in you know five minutes um i try and get as much greens as i can kale celery cucumber spinach um and a bit of lemon but some kind of fruit like apple or pineapple get that in there yeah. a bit of ginger a bit of mint i've tried this week as well to kind of freshen it oh, up yeah. That's amazing. Um, yeah. and it's actually been really nice just with coconut water or normal water um but yeah it's actually been i'm trying to have that first and then an hour later having my coffee um, and brekkie and so that's actually been really good um I've been feeling like my skin's so much better and I just feel healthier um mm. and I remember I stopped doing it for a few like for about a month and I was like why did I stop doing that because I actually felt better when I did it so sometimes it's about remembering back to when you felt your best or when you felt healthier mm. and going what habits did I have in my life at that time that I'm not doing right now and do oh, I need absolutely. to bring it back like you know what I mean um because it's so easy just to be busy especially as business owners as leaders and I think um you know we have to give ourselves that grace too and going what is it that we need to thrive and how do we look after ourselves better um oh absolutely yeah, yeah. no I, I think I have heard that um I have heard that you're supposed to wait to have your coffee I'm just not quite there yet but <laughs> I, I'm 
Yeah, actually, funny enough, I never thought this would happen because I love coffee too. But because I've been doing two weeks now of green juices, I'm actually not craving the coffee as quickly as I was before. So maybe okay. maybe it's helping that. Like maybe my body's adjusting to this new routine and I'm actually training it to like not need it as quickly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we all have our thing, right, that we need to help us through. And I, yeah. I tell my PT, I'm like, I don't care what exercise or diet plan you put me on, but I'm having my coffee. Like that's one thing I cannot leave. Like, I'll cut the alcohol, but I can't cut the coffee. Like, <laughs> And exactly it's, it's hard, that. isn't it, juggling it all. Um, but, you know, just doing that one or two things for yourself um, in your week that you weren't doing before, the habits that you could bring back in, um, mm-hmm. you know, like going for a walk, you know, when you're having a meeting rather than just, you know, walk and talk meeting outdoors even is even better. I started doing yeah. that recently with my daughter going to gymnastics after school. I have to like wait around for her. So I started thinking, well, instead of just sitting down and making phone calls, why don't I go for a walk out in the park nearby? And I've just been yeah. doing laps of the park while I chat to my clients or candidates um, or do my calls. And it's actually been so good because the time passes quickly and I feel so active and healthy and I, I don't know. I just like, you know, I'm trying to integrate exercise and well-being into my weekly schedule, if you know what I mean, yeah. rather than trying to say, oh, I need to get to a gym class at this time. It's actually saying, well, what am I already doing and where could I fit in some movement? Um, so that's been something I've been finding helping my well-being a bit more too. And also, because um, like, I'm always big on having a self-care and mental health toolkit to help you through as a business owner because sure. at the end of the day it's not about um, – it's not a sprint running a business. It's definitely a marathon. Exactly, and if we're yeah. going to laugh the distance. We need to have healthy tools in place to help us be sustainable, right? And to ride the waves of COVID and all the things that we have in the last few years. Um, it keeps coming up on my memories on Facebook around this, like about, you know, two years ago today, what you were doing. And I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> we were in lockdown homeschooling my daughter in kindergarten at the time. And it was oh. just like, how did we actually do that? <laughs> Well, I think that that it's such an important point that you bring up around that kind of idea of when you look back, you think, how did I do that? But in the moment, you're just doing it, right? You're just on yeah. the ground doing what you need to do. But, yeah, it's a self-care toolkit is really important. Um, one of the things that I do say to people is that you also have to incorporate boring self-care, like okay. put the dishes in the dishwasher, not on the top of the dishwasher. <laughs> True. You know, maybe, maybe make your bed each day, which yes. you know some people like to do that, some people don't. Um, but little things like that you also want to have in your toolkit so that you've got yep. the good stuff and also the stuff that when right you look in stuff. your bedroom and you see the beds made, you're like, oh, okay, I feel uncluttered and clear. Yeah, you're right. Because uh, we, I had this exact argument with my daughter, and I said, "Why don't you just make your bed in the morning? It takes two seconds to pull your blanket over and make it look tidy." And she was like, "Oh, it's just so like I don't. It doesn't really matter. I'm just going to get in it tonight anyway." <laughs> and I was like, "No, really, it makes you feel better for your day. And if someone happens to pop in, at least the house looks tidy, and they walk past your room, they'll see how beautiful and tidy it is." And she was like, oh, I just don't get this, mum. But I do it and I make my husband do it too. And they're like, oh, I see now. Like, yeah, it does help me feel like less cluttered having a tidy bed. Um, And, yeah, it's nice to get into a made bed, I feel, at night. Like 
Uh, I I love the day when the cleaner comes every fortnight because she makes my bed look like a hotel room with all my (laughs) pillows and cushions and Oh, it's like, oh, I've gone to stay somewhere for the night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's important too to kind of just feel a little bit pampered and taken care of, I think. Yeah, it's so good. And what advice would you give to anyone that's thinking about going into private practice or, you know, going into this training and support kind of space in the sector? Um, wh- where would they start and what would you suggest they do? Yeah, I think um, I would suggest that you get a good supervisor. That is just so important to have a supervisor who can support you. I guess with me and with the people who are on my team, we not only support you in from the clinical side of things, but we also support business growth um, because that's an area of, I guess, mentoring and coaching that we offer alongside of the supervision, which allows people to uh, draw on our experience that we've had um, yeah. and then allows them to kind of, um, I guess, it's almost like a two-for-one. They get both levels of support. So that's really important. Um, and I think don't do what I did. I had a, an idea in my head, but I wish I'd had a little bit more of a plan. Okay. Because <laughs> I tend to, I kind of tend to have a little bit of shiny object syndrome where I'm like, that's pretty I'll I'll go with that and and sometimes it's good to have a grounding presence in your life who helps kind of bring you back and say you know you don't have to be a magpie chasing all of the pretty things you can you can focus on one thing and and I have a couple of people in my life that support me with that and I'm that has made a huge difference so yeah just a little bit of planning and don't be afraid to to spend a little bit of money on consultation and support I know it can feel scary, particularly when you're a social worker and you're not used to having the big bucks uh, because that's yeah. not how social work goes. Um, <laughs> and it can feel scary to invest. But yeah. um, not only are you investing in yourself, but you're investing in the people who are going to come and use your business. Yeah, I agree. I was the same. I never, I only found out about business coaches and leadership coaches and things like probably. Um, five years into my business um but I did at the start of my career at running Taylor Care um our industry body the RCSA has like a a mentor program so it was a free program Mm -hmm. and someone experienced in the industry would mentor someone like me who was starting out running my business and we Mm -hmm. would meet once a month um for a year and that that was something I thought was good and I started with that so that kind of eased me in I guess but that was really insightful because like you said, it gave you that accountability. It gave you that kind of direction and kind of where to put your energy. Cause I know at yeah. the start too, I was like, I want to do everything. I want to take over the world. And and I didn't really have a plan either. And I, I thought I had a business plan, but you know, I barely looked at it after I created it. Um, so yeah, I think someone it's just can keep you accountable and, and kind of guide you as well around what's worked and what doesn't work um, is yeah. so important. Um, and yeah, that networking in the industry as well. I, I wish there was more of it we could do. Uh, we've had some meet and mingles um, events that we've tried to do with our um, social work group on Facebook, which has been brilliant. Um, but, yeah, would, and I thought about maybe trying a virtual one potentially or something like that um, so people in different areas of Australia could all come together and join. So I'm, that's kind of my next idea that I think I'll work on. But, yeah, it's about kind of creating that connection and community, isn't it? Um, and yeah, so it's really. so important. Yeah, to get through what we've got to do. Um, 
in life and business, I think it's important to have that support. So, yeah, definitely agree with that one. And in terms of um, just to finish off, what would you say is your favourite quote that kind of showcases that grit and grace in leadership and life? Well, uh, like a lot of social workers, Brené Brown is our go-to yes. person. And so um, the, this is a quote from her, which is, the middle is messy, but it's also where the magic happens. Mm. And I think a lot of the time when we have goals in mind, we get so focused on the goal that we forget to engage in the creativity that happens along the way. And so when you're feeling like really overwhelmed and stressed and you just think, oh, I've got to get this done, you can stop and just kind of think, hang on a second, let's let these creative juices flow a little bit. Yeah. And that actually not only helps us towards our goal but may actually mean that the outcome is even better than what we originally planned so yeah she talks about it being the the day two work you know day one everyone's all excited yay we're all welcoming each other day two everyone's like oh god now what and and I really <laughs> love that and I I see that in my work a lot I I meet all these social workers who are saying how can I do this accreditation or how can I be a better leader or you know how can I start my private practice and I say right let's just let's just get messy and then we'll get you to the uh, get you to your goal. I love that. Yeah, it's so important, isn't it? And it's like um, that power and her talks around vulnerability as well and courage and that grit. Um, you know, in in leadership and life, I think it's so important. And yeah, that supporting, like being okay with it being messy, like you said in the middle, and yes. not all, like you've got it. Like when you declutter your house, right? Like or a room in your house everything gets way messier before it gets tidier. And so exactly. it's, it's like that, isn't it? It made me think of that. It's it like, is. yeah, it's almost, it's got to get worse before it can get better. And so you've got exactly. to yeah. dig deep, yeah, to get that. So, yeah, I love that. Um, and so thanks so much for your time today. I really appreciated our chat. It's been so good to reconnect with you and hear about all the things you're doing. It's just amazing. Um, and definitely reach out to Ashton if you are looking for any support or supervision or services. Please check out Willow, Willow Tree Wellbeing <laughs> and um, Ashton Hayes. And how else could they get in touch with you? Uh, yes, so Willow Tree Wellbeing website and ashtonhayesconsulting.com.au, that is my uh, consulting website. So either of those will lead you to me. Yay, awesome. Well, thanks so much for your time today. Thanks, Kate. I Thank you for listening in today on our latest episode with Ashton Hayes. Please reach out to her or myself if there's anything we can help you with, um, with your businesses or in your career goals. We'd love to hear from you and give us a love and thumbs up and share this podcast or this live with anyone in your network that you think could benefit and have an awesome day.